welcome to the Meeting of Minds podcast. I'm Philippa. Now today, I want to tell you, I'm going to tell you a story today um, about a plant. So for those of you who are watching on YouTube, it's this plant here. And for those of you who aren't um, watching on YouTube and you're listening on your app of choice, then um, the plant is a Calathea, I think. I am not that green fingered, which is going to become quite apparent in uh, when I tell you this story. But I think it's a Calathea, um, which I am told is a tropical plant and um, is found in rainforests. So this plant here, I bought a few years ago now, probably three years, two or three years ago. And I bought it because it said it was good for in warm rooms. And it, supposed, it used to live in my living room. This is my office that I sit in now. And it's in here with me. Um, it looks like I've placed it strategically behind me to look good on Zoom for those of you who are watching the video. But actually, it, it's where it is because of the treatment I need to give it. And it needed to move from where I put it to somewhere where I can do what it needs. So actually, that's why it ended up there. Um, it does so happen to be strategically placed behind me, which is aesthetically pleasing. So um, hey, that worked out well. But the point of the plant is that I bought it two or three years ago for a warm room. And I know I'm not great with plants. I used to have a lot of them when I was younger. And when the kids came along and were crawling around and everything, all the plants went. And I didn't really have time to look after them or the inclination, if I'm honest. But gradually over the last few years, I've been getting much more interested in having some plants around. So that was one of my first purchases. And, uh, you know, it was all right for a year, year and a half. And then it started looking a bit sickly and the leaves started curling up at the edges. Um, it's got all sorts of brown spots all over it. And I looked up, you know, uh, you know, as you do get all good old Google out. And it what I was told was that the brown patches and the curling up leaves could be underwatering, could be overwatering, could be lack of humidity could be too much humidity and all of these things. And I was like, okay, what is the answer? I just don't know what to do for it. Because if I did know, I would do it. But I didn't know. And I couldn't find out um, the answer from Google. And of course, actually, you know, it's all generic advice on there, isn't it? And actually not advice a lot of the time. It's just random facts or statements. So what I chose to do was put it in the corner where I couldn't really see it and ignore it. And every now and again, I'd sort of give it a bit of water and I'd cut off the leaves that really had got very shriveled up. Um, it's sort of pretending in a way that if I couldn't see the leaves because I'd cut them off, then maybe it was okay. But it got sparser and sparser and it looked, it, it really didn't look great. And one day I was out and I uh, came across this nice looking plant shop. Um, I mean, it's a shop that I've seen lots of times before. I'm normally driving past. Um, there's nowhere to park. So 
I've never really thought about going in. But one day I happened to be passing by on foot and I decided to go in. And uh, inside this shop, there was plants everywhere and it was really um, humid. Not humid. Yeah, it was humid and very damp in the air. So obviously they're doing something to look after the plants and mist them and keep them well. And the plants looked gorgeous. They were all luscious and growing well and looked really healthy. Uh, you're not like when you go in some shops and, you know, they're dried out and obviously haven't been watered for ages and they look a bit sad. Anyway, um, I was looking around and I was actually looking for a new plant to buy to actually replace this one. I was kind of giving up on this one. And I was looking for, you know, a nice, interesting looking one um, that looked healthy. Um, and the really nice lady who worked in the shop um, came and asked me if I needed some help. And I told her that I had quite a sickly calathea um, and I was looking to replace it. So could she suggest something that might be easier to look after? And instead of just pointing me in the direction of lots of other plants that I could buy, she and she could very easily have done that because I was definitely up for buying a new one. She asked me um, about how I was looking after the plant and what it looked like. and. Um, you know, was trying to help me. And she said to me that they are tropical plants and they come from rainforests and what they need the most is misting. Now, I hadn't been misting it because I was worried that misting it was what was called it causing the brown spots all over it. And she said, try it, give it, you know, give it a few weeks and mist it every day. You, you need to sort of trick it that it's still in the rainforest. She said, don't water it too much but give it a misting and just see what happens. And so I did. I came home. I didn't buy a new plant. I thanked her hugely for her advice. And I decided that I would start misting it. I did have some, you know, I had a spray anyway. So I now have that spray here in my office with me. And nearly every day when I walk in here now, the first thing I do is kind of say good morning to the plant and uh, give it a spray and sort of saying, there you go, there's your spraying for the day. And if you can see on the video, you can see it's looking quite good now. And for those of you who can't, it has now probably double the leaves that it had a couple of months ago, maybe three months ago. They're not curled up. Some of them are a little bit curled up because it's taken time for leaves to grow now that aren't curled up. They're not, they're not covered in brown spots. It's looking really quite healthy and it is consistently growing new leaves. It looks really happy if a plant can look happy. But so actually, you know, what that lady in the shop helped me do is look after what I'd already got, appreciate what I'd got in this plant and just learn to take care of it rather than shoving it in the corner. And pretending it wasn't happening, you know, that it wasn't slowly dying, really. And I was thinking um, the other week about this plant, and I actually did an Instagram post about this. So if any of you follow me on Instagram, you will know what I'm talking about. But it, it I think what happened with the plant and my realization of what was going on at the plant occurred to me at the same time that I was going through something myself. And, you know, just because I'm a coach and I've done loads of work and I've been to therapy doesn't mean things don't still come up for me because they do. 
They absolutely do. You know, I have a, you know, I've had a lot of trauma in my life and um, and you don't even have had to have a lot of trauma to be triggered around things and things come up all the time. The difference now is that my nervous system is much more regulated. So I am not instantly triggered into a um, into a trauma response. Normally, my trauma response is freeze um, or flight. It's not usually fight, but, um, you know, it can be. But because I'm much more regulated, I'm not instantly triggered into a trauma response. And when I am, you know, I'm still working on recognizing it in the moment, but I do manage to recognize it much quicker and I am able to get myself back to a regulated place much quicker. And I'm also able to repair. So if I have acted in a way that has hurt somebody else or has caused, um, you know, problems with friends, family, I am much more able to see that much quickly, much more, much quicker these days and be able to repair it. So, um so as I was saying, you know, something had happened, to, something was going on for me a couple of weeks ago when I was looking at this plant and realised that almost sort of like the the plant in, in a way um, was representing the trauma that I'd experienced, which for a long time I hid away and I just pretended hadn't happened. And um, I just hoped that by ignoring it, um, I would somehow be okay, but I wasn't okay. And, you know, any of you who know my story know that in 2017, I, um, you know, I lost a lot of eyesight in my eye and I had, um, you know, quite a breakdown and an unravelling. Uh, and so what I then had to do was look at all this stuff. It's not a technical term, but look at all this stuff, all this trauma, all my patterning, all my um, triggers, and, and really work out how things in my life were still affecting me. Uh, things that happened in the past were still affecting me now. But I had to look at it. I had to work my way through it. I had to work out what was going on, a bit like I had to find out what was going on with the plant. And like the plant, where I had to ask a lady in a shop to find out what was going on because Google didn't help me. I also needed help and I found help in a therapist. Um, once I'd had those three years of therapy, I, I then carried on on a real self-learning journey and learnt a lot of other stuff that has really helped me. So it is possible to do this work ourselves at times and at other times we need support. And I really did need support from my therapist. I needed support from Sam, my fabulous book coach, when I was writing my book. I still need ongoing support in various guises for different things. A lot of it is to do with my business at the moment. But also I have people I talk to regularly, um, you know, about things that are going on for me. So um, and we share that, you know, we help each other out um, in, in that way. So I might not be having necessarily formal coaching or formal therapy, but I am definitely I have definitely built up a support stru structure. So I have people that I can talk to about things and help. They just 
hold the space for me while I'm working things through myself. And they might have uh, ideas and suggestions as well. But um, largely, they're just supporting me whilst I am working things out for myself. So, you know, just to carry on with the plant analogy, um, once the lady had told me what I needed to do, then I gave that plant what it needed and it is now thriving. And that was part of my journey to work out what I needed and to find a way of giving that to myself. Um, I've talked about some of this in previous episodes about um, reparenting my inner child. And, you know, as a child, I just really wanted somebody to give me a hug, tell me they loved me, tell me how brilliant I was, be proud of me when I'd done things to be proud of. And I feel I missed out on all those things. So I have had to find ways to give those things to myself. Um, you might have heard me talk about um, buying a cuddly teddy bear. It, well, it was a giraffe um, that I slept with for three months and um, right in the middle of my therapy when I was I was really going through a tough time. And I know that sounds ridiculous that a, however old I was, 48, 49 year old woman was going to bed cuddling, a, you know, a, a cuddly giraffe. And I, I don't care if that sounds ridiculous because it's really what I needed and it really helped me. So, you know, finding ways of doing these things that I needed have really helped me move through a lot of my trauma, move to a place where I am more regulated. And also I, I now trust myself to know what I need and to give myself what I need. And I'm recording this just after the mega hot days um, in July that we had here in the UK. And I've spent the last two days with my feet in a bowl of cold water um, because that is what really helped keep me cool. And um, I, I think I did know this in the back of my mind. I know I've heard this before, but I read a post this morning from somebody I follow on Instagram, Helen Ferguson. She's a fabulous trauma therapist. And she um, she posted that actually not only does putting your bowl, your feet in a bowl of cold water help you keep cool. It, it, it It's like cold water immersion. You know, that is very popular now, um, wild swimming or open water swimming or cold water swimming, whatever you want to call it. There is something that happens to your nervous system when you immerse yourself in cold water and you regulate your breathing and bring yourself to a place of regulation so that you can withstand that cold. And you do get some of those benefits just from putting your feet in cold water. I had no, I, I'd forgotten. I think I did know, but I had forgotten that until I read that post this morning. And I don't know if this is a coincidence. I'm pretty sure it's not. Um, I don't do well in the heat at all. But these last two days, which have been the hottest on record, I think, um, in the whole of my life. I mean, I, I didn't like it. I hated it. But I... I coped better than I thought I might do. And maybe that has got something to do with the feet, my feet in cold water. Just maybe it has. And I tell you, I will be putting my feet in cold water much more often um, as it gets 
um, warm maybe later this year, 2022, maybe next year when it gets hot again. Um, I want to remember to do it sooner and not wait till it gets up in the 30s. Uh, I've not, I'm not doing it today. Um, yeah, although I have been, for the last few days, I've been swimming in a tidal pool about 25 minutes down the road from me. So it fills up when the tide comes in. So it's salt water, it's chilly. Um, and I've not been today and I'm really missing it, but I am going to go this evening. Um, so um, maybe that's helped me cope with the heat lately. But the point of this podcast is all about giving yourself what you need and remembering my plant story, that my plant thrived once I worked out what I needed and I gave it what it needed. And I'm thriving too now. Um, I think for the first time in my life ever, I am aware of what I need. I am uh, aware of the way I react to things and the way things make me feel. And I am making sure that as often as I can, I give myself what I need. Because if I do that, I am, you know, as they say, filling up my cup and um, I am in a much better place in myself. So I am much better place to be there for other people that might um, need something from me. Um, but I need to look after myself before I can give to others. And that includes anybody in my family. You know, nobody is more important than me. And I know that's a bit of a radical thing to say, and I can't actually believe I'm saying it. but. I am not able to give to anybody else unless I've looked after me. Yeah, that's quite a thing, isn't it? To put ourselves first, especially as women, those women of you who are listening and watching. We do need to put ourselves first because a lot of us grow up believing that it's selfish or wrong and just not the dumb thing to put ourselves first. But I know what I have been through as a result of putting everybody else first, everybody else's opinions, everybody else's expectations, everybody else's wants and needs, and putting myself last. And, you know, it's not pretty. It's certainly not a good way to live. I, I was in a bad place. And I am not in a bad place now. I'm in a great place. My, my days are filled with joyful moments. They're not full of joy all day. Please note that I didn't, I, that's what I said. They're, my days are not full of joy all day because that's a bit unrealistic. But there are moments of joy in all my days. And I have learned to see them, see the moments of joy, celebrate the moments of joy, and drink in and enjoy those moments of joy. Um, because I know they don't last, because joy is um, is an emotion like all the other emotions and they pass through our body fleetingly unless we get caught up in a loop and they get stuck and then they get stored somewhere and cause us problems. But I'll talk about that um, another day. But if we allow emotions to flow through our body, they are gone in about 90 seconds. So those moments of joy are really there to be enjoyed in the moment and then it passes. Um, 
and and that's that's the way it is that's normal that's you know to try and hold on to them and grasp them and um and sort of have an air of desperation around them doesn't mean they stay any longer but it does mean it puts us in a place of feeling that moments of joy are scarce and if we if a moment of joy passes and we kind of think oh well that's it it's gone we won't be looking we won't be able to see the next one that comes um and you know the law of attraction is all about what we what we put out, out into the world is what we get back and you know if we let the moments of joy pass then more joy will come to us you know if we if we if we think if we think and feel and 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 ask for moments of joy that is what we'll get back um and that's really what i want to bring to you via my story um about the plant is that joy is there for all of us if we can be available to see it um recognize it drink it in but also let it pass so that's it for today um i'd love to tell you the story of my plant so thank you for listening and thank you for watching um yeah that's it for today's episode. Check out my um, check out my website uh, where there are details of workshops coming up, where I um, will be taking um, some lovely women who um, sign up for them through some of my work. And also coming in the autumn, I will be I will be releasing um, at least the first cohort uh, places for the first um, round of my Envision course um that i'm hoping uh that you know maybe some of you listening are going to be interested in because it's going to be brilliant um but that's it for today you have enjoy the rest of your week and i will see you next week okay take care thank you for listening to the meeting of minds podcast you can find this podcast in all the usual places please tell your friends please subscribe. And if you have a moment, I'd be really grateful if you could rate and review as it helps other people find us and helps me spread the messages of empowerment and positivity that I'm really passionate about. If you want to find out more about me, you can visit my website www.safeandsupported.co.uk. Until next time, bye.